You're listening to Retail Disrupted, a podcast that explores the latest industry developments and the trends that will shape how we shop in the future. I'm your host, Natalie Berg. We often think of Amazon as one of those invincible brands, a bulletproof business. But like a lot of tech companies, they might have thrived during the pandemic, but now they're finding life difficult. Why? Two reasons. Firstly, general volatility. We all know it is an incredibly weak consumer environment, and Amazon isn't immune here. Like all retailers, because remember Amazon is both tech company and retailer, But like all retailers, Amazon is grappling with unprecedented cost inflation at a time when consumer demand remains pretty sluggish. Now, that is a dangerous combination for any business. But in Amazon's case, it's exacerbated by the fact that during the pandemic, they overhired and overexpanded to help cope with the huge surge in demand for online shopping and cloud computing. Now, on the overhiring front, I think it's important to call out that during 2020 alone, Amazon added half a million workers. Now, not even Walmart, the largest private employer in the U.S., has ever added so many employees in a given year. And in terms of overexpansion, well, Amazon basically doubled their fulfillment network to keep up with demand during this e-commerce gold rush. But as we now know, That was a blip. And this brings us to the second reason that Amazon is struggling right now. Recalibration. We are very much seeing a return to IRL shopping, a return to stores, a return to our high streets. And I'll tell you now, this is going to be a theme that recurs throughout this podcast. We've now had a year of relative normality. Sure, the world is far more hybrid than we could have ever imagined pre-2020, but the pandemic has taught the industry the value of stores, particularly in this digital era. Now, pre-COVID, a lot of retailers were still perceiving stores as liabilities. I think what COVID has done, and at a time when there was no other choice but to shut stores and turn on that e-commerce switch. It's really taught us how much we, we miss stores and how incredibly valuable they can be if they are repurposed for 21st century shopping. And that means utilizing technology to digitize the in-store experience, to cut friction, to make it incredibly personalized, incredibly relevant, And also to marry the best of physical with digital. So I'm not going to use the word omni-channel. We all know that the aim of the industry is very much to create this seamless, cohesive experience for the shopper, for retailers to think like shoppers who very much do not view channels. They're channel agnostic. They're device agnostic. They just want one seamless experience across the plethora of touch points that exist today. But also just very briefly, I think it's worth pointing out here that stores also need to give us something that a screen cannot. So as shoppers, you know, we are absolutely spoiled for choice. 
We have the world at our fingertips. We're living in this on-demand era where stuff just turns up on our doorstep. And it's just, you know, some might say it's moving towards a kind of dystopian future where we literally never have to leave our sofa because you run out of eggs or milk and within 15 minutes, they're turning up on your doorstep. I don't want to digress too much right now because I want to stick to why Amazon's struggling. But I think, again, during the pandemic, it, it really was when we couldn't go to stores, it really was a reminder of all the things that we missed, the the kind of look, feel and touch and the kind of the ability to engage and immerse ourselves uh, in, a, in a physical shopping environment. But going back to Amazon, I think what we're seeing now, you know, again, if you look at the numbers, yes, shoppers are abandoning e-commerce and they're returning to bricks and mortar. Now, the caveat here, and this is really important, um, just looking at both the U.S. and the U.K., for example, e-commerce penetration rates are still higher than they were before the pandemic. So we have been propelled into this more digital world, this hybrid way of living that has very much become our new normal. I think that the pandemic really reaffirmed that the future of retail is not e-commerce. Instead, I think it'll be a blended mix of physical and digital commerce. And so as a result, Amazon is looking unusually vulnerable. Despite their best efforts, they are still a very long way from cracking bricks and mortar. Now, for years, I've said that Amazon does need stores because, again, the future of retail is not pure play e-commerce. In fact, back in 2015, one of the predictions that I put out was that pure play e-commerce would die. And now that was quite controversial in 2015. Here we are, you know, eight years later. And of course, you need more than just an online presence. Of course, you need that bricks and mortar presence to complement the digital. Um, but does Amazon need its own stores? That, you know, I don't think so. I know that's controversial, but I I think the jury is still very much out as to whether or not they can do grocery retail. Can they do grocery bricks and mortar? Now, before I get into that, I, I think it's important that we call out the fact that, you know, there's clearly some trouble brewing with their bricks and mortar strategy. Last year, we saw the closure of Amazon Books and their four-star stores. Now, those four-star stores here in the UK, I mean, they barely had a chance to <laughs> to get um, bedded in with the customer because uh, they just didn't last long. And, and actually, I think what's interesting is that when both of those store formats closed, I, you know, having studied Amazon a lot over the years, um, you know, the headlines were that, you know, Amazon's bricks and mortar strategy is failing, when actually I looked at that as, no, it's probably working. Because usually when they close something or when something fails, they're, what they're doing is they're, they're ending an experiment. They're taking the best learnings from that experiment and they're morphing it into something even better. So actually, I wasn't that concerned about the closure of those two formats. But I think what is very much a concern is what's happening within grocery retail. Here in the UK, we recently saw, I think it was only one store that closed a store in, um, in Hackney in London, but that was just less than 18 months after it had opened. And just this week, we've heard that there are going to be eight Amazon Go stores that will close um, in early April. So it's two in Seattle, two in New York, and four in San Francisco. And on top of that, they are really just putting the brakes on 
um, grocery expansion, as well as warehouse expansion, should, should call out here. So clearly there's a little bit of trouble in paradise. Um, Amazon is one of, if not the most disruptive retailer in the world. But the ironic thing is that the jury is still out as to whether or not they can do one of the most fundamental things in retail, which is to run shops. I think we do have to also point out here that, you know, give Amazon credit because one thing they do really well is disrupt the status quo. Amazon has this relentless dissatisfaction with the status quo. And again, having written a book about Amazon, it's it's really hard for me to distill this into a uh, a short and punchy podcast. But I think it's important that we just, just very briefly call this out because what they did do in grocery retail within bricks and mortar is that as a tech company, as an outsider, as a disruptor, they were looking at um, the current state of play with a fresh pair of eyes. And what they saw was that there's still a huge point of friction in the grocery shopping experience, the, the bricks and mortar grocery shopping experience. And there hasn't been any innovation in this space for well over a decade. And of course, that biggest point of friction when you're doing your grocery shopping is getting stuck in a line at the checkout. And so again, what Amazon does so well is they start with a customer and then they work backwards. But of course, it has to be a viable solution. And this is where Amazon's just walk out technology, as well intended as it is, you know, it's expensive, it's difficult to scale. And also in the current climate, I'd argue that shoppers probably want a few bargains over the ability to bypass the checkout. So they're having some trouble. And I think it'll be interesting, you know, to see how things evolve in the future. You know, they there are options for them. Um, I still think here in the UK, you know, <laughs> one of possibly the most competitive grocery markets in the world. And Amazon has really failed to make its mark here. So we'll see what happens in that space. But it's also worth pointing out here that, um, you know, Amazon is trimming the fat more generally. So we know that they are laying off 6% of their global workforce. Now that's 18,000 jobs. That is the largest set of layoffs in its history. Meanwhile, efforts to curtail Amazon's dominance will continue to grow. Landmark reforms to the global tax system and what could be the most significant changes to U.S. antitrust law in decades, these are the things that will be keeping Amazon up at night. But Amazon's problems run deeper than the reigning in of big tech. I think Amazon's facing an existential crisis. Sometime over the next decade, Amazon will go from being the disruptor to the disrupted. Even Jeff Bezos recognizes that Amazon's clock is ticking. He's admitted that one day, yes, Amazon will fail. Big companies, their lifespans tend to be around 30 years, not 100 plus years. His words, not mine. And for the record, Amazon is 29 this year. So why else do I think that a company that has been so successful, that has been so influential, and has, yes, done so much good for the retail industry in terms of forcing retailers to raise their game and making mediocre customer experiences a thing of the past. Why do I think a company like this will struggle in the future? 
Well, it's complicated. I think that we need to start out by acknowledging that, yes, Amazon has very successfully woven itself into the fabric of our everyday lives. But what is Amazon's USP? Like When you really think about it, sure, near infinite assortment and competitive prices, these are critical components of its marketplace model. But they alone don't differentiate Amazon enough from its rivals to explain its profound success. Now, what Amazon has done very well, as many of us will know, is that they've spun an intricate web around its customers through Prime. Even so, I still think Amazon's USP is convenience. It is cold, hard convenience. Shoppers are loyal to the service, the frictionless experience, the sheer effortlessness of buying through Amazon's platform. Time is a precious commodity and Amazon knows it. Now, one of my favorite stats is that over a quarter of purchases on Amazon take place in three minutes or less. And actually half of all purchases are finished in less than 15 minutes. Now, don't get me wrong, this is incredible stuff. And it explains why Amazon is one of the most successful retailers in the world. But I think it's also worth calling out that from a customer experience perspective, it's also quite utilitarian. It's functional. We don't go shopping on Amazon. We purchase on Amazon. And it's important to remember here that Amazon generates transactional loyalty with its shoppers, not emotional loyalty. And I think ultimately down the road, this could potentially contribute to Amazon's downfall. Now, I just want to very briefly bring in a point here that my co-author, Maya Knights, who has promised me that she will be joining me on the podcast soon. Um, But as Maya and I were working on the second edition of our Amazon book, um, something she consistently said was that Amazon's success is predicated on how it sells rather than what it sells. And so it's essential for Amazon to continue to move the dial when it comes to customer experience. Now, fortunately for Amazon, this is very much in its DNA. But I think when we look to the future, the challenge that they're going to face is that the retail industry has made this huge concerted effort during the pandemic to become a whole lot more tech-centric. And Whilst that's fantastic news for customers, it means that Amazon's proposition becomes less unique. Now, I do want to just very briefly acknowledge that Amazon has revolutionized e-commerce to this point. So when we shop online today, all of the things that we take for granted, uh, the things that we don't even notice, one-click checkout, fast and free delivery, free in in kind of inverted commas there, (laughs) Um, but also things like user-generated ratings and reviews, these are all thanks to Amazon. And so it is very easy from a shopping perspective to kind of forget that Amazon had so much to do with creating this experience. And as I said, you know, kick, kicking the rest of the industry into gear and, and really revolutionizing the way that we shop. And, you know, I think they, they absolutely did that from an e-commerce perspective. Not so sure they're going to be able to from a bricks and mortar, but time will tell. So one last but very important point. The way that we shop online over the next decade is going to evolve dramatically. 
I am super excited about all of these changes that are coming. And, you know, the next big thing in retail is immersive digital experiences. And I'm not just talking about the metaverse. I am a little bit of a metaverse skeptic for the record. More on that another day. Um, But we can't deny that at the moment when we shop online, it is still here in 2023, it is still very one dimensional. It's great if you want to buy. It's not great if you want to hang around and have that kind of immersive, engaging experience, um, but in a digital setting. And so I think when we look to the future, it's it's not just the metaverse. There's, there's baby steps to the metaverse that are already happening now with augmented reality, with live shopping, social commerce. You've got apps like TikTok that are doing a fantastic job with discovery and community and marrying that up with the effortlessness of shopping online. I think all of these changes are going to make Amazon's model look a little bit stale. And obviously Amazon is very good at predicting the next big thing, both in terms of consumer and tech. But the changes that are coming are so profound that Amazon is gonna have to fight incredibly hard to stay relevant over the next decade. Thank you for listening to Retail Disrupted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please leave a rating or review or share it with others. It really makes a difference. And if there are any topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out on Twitter or LinkedIn or drop me a line on hello at nbkretail.com.